Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. For on the record, I'm Brother Priest. Today is May 15th, 2018. Um, this is third degree. So, um, Brother, do you do you all have like the TV show Brady Bunch over there? We we used to. Um, when I was a bit younger, we we had it over here. You don't really see it that much now, but we did. Yeah, I'm familiar with it definitely. So, how does it work? Like, um, do you all like have a lot of American shows that come on regular television? Oh God, yeah. There's a there's a lot of American shows over here. I mean, with the kind of, uh, you would probably call it cable sort of stations that we have here. Um, there's a, the majority, I would say, is, is American shows. So pretty much a lot of the stuff that you guys would get, um, we would probably get, you know, like a third or half of it. Hmm. So uh, what about, uh, what is this show? Um Oh shoot! Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory is over here, yeah. Holy crap! Uh, two and a half men. Two and a half two. men, yeah. Charlie Sheen and uh, and what's the guy? <laughs> Kutcher's taking it over now, yeah. Wow. <laughs> they're, so, the thing about it is that they're, they're really big shows here. Hmm. Wow. That's really interesting because there's something to that. What it is, I don't know, but it's like, why is it that you all had the same shows that we have? That's really strange to me, but, you know, because we don't have, like, a lot of your shows over here. I don't even think we have any of the, the, your shows over here. Um. We used to have Monty Python. Yeah. Um, we had Benny Hill. Um, I don't even know if that's from over there, but it just seemed like it was. Um, okay. I think the Avengers. Um, okay, yeah. And, hmm. That I mean, might... those shows that you're talking uh-huh. oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, bro. Now, those, those shows that you're talking about, they come on, like, every day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, what what is the climate like over there uh, as far as, you know, politically, everything's cool? I mean, at the moment, it seems 
it seems okay. I mean, with this, uh, you know, I was talking about this Britain exiting the European Union. I, I said uh, probably a, a couple of months ago, possibly. That it does seem that a lot of stuff that's going on with Donald Trump and with Russia and that seems to be um, on the back burner. And obviously the stuff that's going on with Palestine and that seems to be a little bit on the back burner because people in the UK are still sort of trying to figure out how, um, because it's, it's, it seems to now be the case that when we had this referendum where we were, were voting to come out of the European Union, there's a lot of other things that you have to come out of as well, which I don't think that the British public were aware of when they when they voted at the time. So I think what the government's trying to do, or, or the politicians at the minute, they're trying to um, overturn the vote, but they're trying to find a way to do it where, you know, because obviously it was a democratic vote and the people have spoken, so they can't just turn around and say, oh, you know, we, we're going to overturn it. So... I think that's possibly what they're they're trying to do because I think the implications of us coming out of the European Union is going to be quite uh, catastrophic to some people. But um, but yeah, apart from that, I mean everything seems okay. Um, there is a lot of things sort of going on around the world, but um, that the actual European Union thing here seems to be the big thing for us. Hmm. Yeah. Um... So Donald Trump, uh, are are you all like over there, like is is the community over there like talking about Donald Trump, like how bad he is or anything like that? Is that common everyday type of conversation? I'd say yeah. Um, amongst sort of like friends of mine, we do sort of discuss it. Um, we just wonder, we just we. It, it's it's a bit comic. I mean, at first it was kind of comical because um, we just didn't understand how he got in there in the first place. I mean, but now it kind of seems as though he's kind of making a few, um, whether they're strategic moves or, um, you know, making quite big moves. It seems as though the kind of the feeling is as though he's kind of going to be there for a little while and he's he's having some type of impact on on world affairs, but. Radio stations over here. There's one that I listen to in particular called L L B C, and um they they talk about Trump on a on a daily basis, and um it's it's not in a good way, <laughs> to say the least. Hmm. Wow. Because he's um, orchestrating a, a North Korea weapons shutdown, where they're going to shut down their nuclear weapons. And that seems to be a good thing. Um, the thing with, I I think it's Iran, I, I can't remember which one, um, where he canceled the agreement that Obama made, it was like there was no actual agreement. So it wasn't, there was no signatures that or backing it, it was just like a handshake and, and it was saying basically, yeah, um, we're going to, we're going to do this in the future. So they're basically like, we're waiting on like, yeah, okay, whatever America, you know? And so Donald Trump goes over there and just cancels it because it was nothing that was real. The Congress didn't back it. So it wasn't real. So that's another good thing. 
and Donald Trump is supposed to be up for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Have you heard that? Wow. I heard that the other day, and I mean, it's just like the, the, the lunatics are running the asylum. I mean, even Obama um, being up for that was a bit sort of, a lot of people was up in arms about that. But Donald Trump, I mean, wow. Um, if that comes to pass, then I think we really are in trouble, I think. <laughs> so he he looks to be does he does he look to be as insane to you as people are saying? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. There's a there's a, a radio presenter called James James O'Brien over here. He's on that that station that I mentioned, LBC, and I mean he he's a he's a Caucasian guy. He's a very 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 um, intellectual guy who analyzes. Um, a lot of things that he does and just constantly um, breaks down um, how much of a, you know, how how dangerous he, he, he can be and, and how he's sort of really, really unfit for purpose. But, um, and he, and he, he does, James O'Brien, he does get a lot of um, listeners and a lot of people do seem to share that same view that he has as well. But um, I think the time has sort of gone where people thought that it was a bit of a, he was a bit of a joke. I think they I don't think people are laughing as much as they were in the early stages. I think, I think people realize that things are getting to a point where they're quite serious now. Hmm. Wow. Is as sane as he seems. Um like now like I've said this a number of times. I used to follow Donald Trump, I mean, for twenty something years. I read his book at least I want to say I got more heavily into Donald Trump like 2003 like 2003 2004 because I was starting my uh, real estate career and I got more heavily into Donald Trump during that time never heard even before then I was always fascinated with Donald Trump because he used to do all these um, bankruptcies. And I never heard anything about him being racist, never heard anything about him being crazy or insane. And since he's been in office, it it's really seemed like, like I, I don't know if it's really that he's crazy and insane or is it just that He's just being his normal self and is so um, different from a general politician that they just embellish it. Because uh, I'm telling you, man, a lot of things that he has said that the people are saying, oh, he's racist. I've heard these things. I I haven't heard any racist comments. But this last thing, did you hear, did you hear about the Waffle House uh, killing over here? Um, what was that one, Lawful House? The Waffle, like um, a guy, um, yeah, he walked in and killed four people. This Caucasian guy walked in and killed four people. Yes, I did hear about that. I did, yeah. Okay, so the thing is, um, three of them were Negroes, one was a Latino, so they're all so-called people of color. Donald Trump still has not acknowledged it. He still hasn't said anything. So, so it seems that that's the only 
thing that he's done that that looks like it's racist to me. Um, and he haven't even said anything. Now that doesn't mean he won't. I don't know, but I just know that's the only thing he's done that really is questionable to me. But the thing is, I mean, I'm I'm thinking maybe he's just being more his real self. I I watched his show, The Celebrity Apprentice, The Apprentice. I always watched this show. I love that show. Um, he he always, I'm telling you, man, he he was always helping Negroes on that show. Um, never any appearances of any racism that I could see. Um, never any questions. It wasn't until he decided to get into politics that that happened. So I, I'm not convinced that he's racist. I think he's definitely abnormal and a little crazy because, you know, he he does think differently. He's never been in one of those secret societies or in none of that. So, you know, I don't think these people are used to it. And then as I keep looking at this, he's doing things that's forcing people over here, particularly Negroes, is you're going to have to get your act together because he's doing things that are going to be detrimental to us, but in the long run, they're going to be good. So I don't know. I just know that the whole planet is offended by him. <laughs> is that the, that's what you get from it, that everybody's offended by him? Yeah, I think the majority, um, but but the thing is, is that it's... Um, it's a divide. So you'd have the Caucasians who, because I've I've worked with a, um, a, a few Caucasians, and I think that they 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 like Donald Trump because I think that they feel as though he's um, there's been a lot of our presidents who haven't really said what what's on their mind, and they see him as being a person who speaks his mind and he'll stick to his guns and he'll say tough, you know what what needs to be said to other presidents or congressmen or whatever are afraid to say. But when you speak to sort of um, to you know Negroes, then they're wow, you know he's he's this and he's that. And but a lot of the time, um, you need to, like you're saying. I mean, you you haven't actually, um, apart from what you're saying about the the waffle situation, you haven't heard anything that you would say that was is directly racist. So, but a lot of people tend to sort of hate or you know say that they don't don't like something without the the, the backing or the the evidence. So. I mean, I think that he 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 wasn't fit for purpose. I don't think he was. I mean, I don't really know the ins and outs. Um, I, I know that if it was, um, I'm, I'm surprised that he's actually there in the first place. That the American people actually voted for him to put him in there because he didn't have the um, the credentials. And I mean, if it was the other, I mean, if Obama had come with with his um, his wife, who was like a, I don't know whether she was a stripper or a a, a page like a, a pinup girl, what. That he wouldn't have got in off that alone, let alone you know him saying anything else. So I mean, it, there, there is a bias there, I do think. But it's a very, it's a very weird time, strange times that we're living in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a good thing. When it when it's about bringing people together to take care of themselves and things, but it's like so many people look 
they look down on this man, and it's like there's a real dislike for him all over the earth. And I don't believe I, I I'm I'm beginning to see that he definitely is incompetent as far as how to lead because it's like this if if you know that it that the the vote on the election was, was surrounded by a lot of controversy that you got into office you're supposed to try to build the confidence of the people in you not by insulting them and not by attacking them, you know, and you can point out where there, where there needs to be some improvement and, and clean up some things without making enemies of the people you're supposed to be leading. So that, that is a sign of incompetent leadership, but then just his erratic behavior and his choice of words um, is just is just really poor. But what I realized is I remember reading his book, and I remember that he said that it's not important that you know about what you're doing. As it's not as important that you know what you're doing as it is that you find the people who do know what they're doing. So you find the experts. He's like, if I'm good at anything, I'm good at finding the experts in a in an area that I want to get something done. So he doesn't necessarily have the knowledge of himself. And, and I think that this is showing because he's fired all these cabinet members, and it's like your job, Trump, is to is to pull in the right cabinet members. Yes, and have these experts in these areas do their do their thing but you pull them in and then you fire them it's like oh man this is this is crazy but you know we keep moving on so um how you so you finish up this one school so you got anything uh lined up again you got any other things lined up yeah, I'm gonna um, at the end of the month. I'm gonna go in and we have to walk around and we cross over because um, the network that I done alongside the existing network at the end of this month they shut down the old network and put all their kit onto my network. So I'll get the feedback and then I think around about that time I should find out about uh, some more schools that are sort of going on in the borough. So, but apart from that, I mean. Um, I've sort of had quite a lot of time off. I've, I haven't really worked with the guy that um, I usually do a lot of work with because um, I just want to get in that mindset of, you know, sort of thinking for myself and creating jobs and um, doing it that way. Also, my nephew um, is taking a course in, in sort of certain things that I sort of uh, do as well. So hopefully the plan is along the line that when we do get, you know, more work and more schools and other sort of premises, I can sort of get him in under my wing and, and he can sort of, you know, work as well. So I'd have, and Simon as well has done the same thing. So he's taken a course in, in fiber optics. So he passed the other day. So um, if there is more work that comes through, then he could sort of jump on board. So you'd have, you know, I could work with Simon in bits so I can let him take my nephew to jobs and, 
you know, it's a lot more sort of homegrown, if you like. So, but I'm 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 not really that bad financially. I'm 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 okay. So I can sort of afford to sort of stay home and just sort of collect thoughts and try and build on on what I'm doing at the minute. So yeah, things things are things are good. But hopefully, at the end of the month, when I go back into the school, I get good feedback and some repeat repeat work off off the back of it. That'd be great. Wow, man. That's great. That's great. Um, I wanted to discuss some things about this history. Um, I see Jesse is not here, so I'm not going to um, go too, too in-depth because I'm going to probably – I don't want to have to go over this again like the next week. But let me just say this. Um, one of the things that that is – been a plight is that our people running business and running business is to you know leading business is really we 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 largely are not good. Well, let me ask you this, brother: Is the view? Do you think the view of Negroes like over there? Um, is it similar to here? Meaning, like, for years, the stigma on on Negro men is that we can't play quarterback because we don't have the right kind of brain for it. We don't have the right kind of leadership. We can't be head coaches because we don't have the right kind of brain, the right kind of leadership. Is that is that over there? Is that same stigma on us over there? I think I think it is. Um... But I don't think it's as heavy as it is with with um, the North American Negroes over there. I don't think it's as as pronounced because over here you will meet um, a lot of Negro guys who who are trying. They are trying to set up, you know, businesses and um, uh, trying to trying to do better, trying to sort of get away from under sort of like the shackles. But um, a lot of the time, like like we've discussed before, I mean the types of businesses, i.e., you know, like the, the barber shops and you know, there's the you know chicken shop or whatever. There's not, um, there's not all hair products or something like that. There isn't. I, I mean, I haven't really come across, you know, a a, a black run estate agent or you know like an antiques or you know or anything like that. I mean, but I think that the 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 brain over here is that it is. The only way that you're going to kind of become financially free is if you take on your your own business. So I've, I've noticed on Facebook as well that over here, there's like a lot of um, black business forums that are sort of going on. And um, a friend of mine said to me not too long ago that there was a a kind of a seminar that was going on, like a black business seminar that was going on that he was saying he wouldn't mind going to. And if I would if I would go with him, which I which I would when he lets me know the details, but. Um, yeah, I think that the mind is opening, but the stigma. I think a lot of them, um, a lot of uh, black guys have trouble in shaking off that stigma. I think you know they they get they think that, that that the white man is kind of on them and on them and doesn't think that they're up to much, so they don't they tend not to try it as hard. So whereas I'm kind of like the opposite. I mean, I, w- I was looking at um, the news yesterday, and there was a there was a black guy who got an, I think it was an OBE um, from the Queen. And they had his picture, and I had the sound down, and I and I said, oh, is it, you know, someone there's a black guy there getting an OBE, and um, I turned the sound up, 
And it turns out that this guy was like a brain surgeon. He, he you know, was pioneering this technique in brain surgery. And um, he was probably about our age. So, I mean, and that I found was, you know, really, really inspiring. But, you know, it's too, uh, you know, few and far between, to say the least. Wow. Wow. Well, one more thing. What about the black on black crime over there? Oh, wow. It, it is it is epidemic at the minute. It really is. I mean, it is and I mean, I think I think Donald Trump said something about it the other day about um, you know, you guys have the guns, but we have the knives and I mean that it's, it's, there is gun crime, especially especially in the, the kind of the hoods or like the poor areas, the ghettos. There there is a lot of um a lot of crime, a lot of black on black crime, whether it be drugs or um, turf wars, which you probably have over there. So I mean, there's people who are sort of killing people because they're walking into certain areas, certain neighbourhoods, and they're they're getting killed. And um, I was thinking it was it was to do with like the young people a lot a lot of the young people that were doing it but i'm hearing people like as old as oh god 38 40 being killed as well but it it isn't good it's it's really sort of um an issue over here and a lot of um people are sort of thinking about moving areas but obviously they can't because they're, they're not financially um able to move out of the area so they have to um they have to sort of stay and try and you know keep their kids safe but it is definitely a concern. I mean, my daughter is um, 11, so she's not really at the age where she's out on the um, any any time, really. She goes to school, she comes back, she does homework. She might go around to friends' houses and that, but she's not on the street. But within the next couple of years, I think definitely I'm going to have to move from where I am. And um, as sad as it is, I'm going to have to be around some Caucasians because the black people are just... Are just they're, they're kind of out of control at the minute, really, really badly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, I'm bringing this up because two things. Our ability to lead and a black-on-black crime is kind of, I want to say, historical. Because the thing is, when we were, I'm going to go all the way back to Moses. So the thing about Moses is before he comes on the scene, the only thing that's present among us is oral law. So oral law is like our moral code, the thing that we live by. You know, and just things that everybody in our community knows that we should and shouldn't be doing. It's just like unwritten law. It just goes it goes without saying. Um, so we originally, we were living the oral law. We went astray. We got put into, well, no, we were living the oral law. We went astray. Um and then we got progressively worse. Then here comes the flood. Flood is gone. We're trying to rebuild and get it right again. We go astray again. Then here comes Egyptian slavery, comedic slavery. 
so then we are led out of slavery and the whole idea is even from the time of Adam, the whole idea is to start a nation of people with the right kind of hearts and minds. And so we're coming out of Egypt and at the time, you know, we're trying to reestablish the law um, and we're trying to make sure that the people's hearts are right. Well, after that, we finally get into Israel. Moses is dead. Um, and we started to set up shop to to build government. First king was, uh, was a Benjamite, which was Saul. Second king was David, tribe of Judah. So the whole idea of what the Christ is and was, that you have to remember the term Christ is synonymous with king. So really when you when you read in the scriptures, when you see that term Christ, really we should be seeing king because that was the idea. Well, let me explain what was going on. Okay, so the, the prototype of the perfect king was David. So naturally, um, he he brought balance. He wasn't so dogmatic and quote-unquote religious or anything like that. He was courageous. He was a great leader. So, so he became the prototype of what it meant to be king slash Christ. So then his son, Solomon, who's supposed to be the wisest man of all time, um, he was a decent king, but he was he was far wiser than maybe he was better at leading. Um, and he did okay, but towards the end of his life, he went astray and, you know, started marrying all these foreign women and, you know, allowing all these idol gods, these foreign gods to be around. So we kind of had a little bit of a problem with him. But then Solomon's son, Rehoboam, Rehoboam, this guy lost his mind when he got into to the uh, king's role. So essentially what had happened after him, it was it was because of him that the 12 tribes split up Solomon's kingdom because this guy just was, he was young and he was crazy. Just, I don't even know how else to say it. Just young and stupid. And it was because of him that the 12 tribes split up. And basically we were at odds and kind of fighting each other even from the beginning, because Saul was fighting with David before David became king, and David was was operating under Saul. And then, you know, Saul was removed, and then David was put into office. Well, we had this, like, in a sense, black-on-black crime going on, even then. And then the question of our leadership. Now, I'm saying this because what Rehoboam did was 
which would cause the split of the kingdom. I'm telling you that stigma has stayed with us and our behavior has continued. And and, and it got worse because in all reality, we didn't, we don't know who we are now, so we don't know what we've done wrong, right and wrong. We don't even understand. Like, we think that this transatlantic slave trade was, was just personal. It's just, they just are so hateful, they're so wicked and devilish that they just decided to enslave people. That's what we think. In reality, it's a higher purpose for that. And it was a punishment from above, a punishment from nature for us going astray. But we think what we believe about ourselves and about what happened to us is all total fantasies. So it's hard to fix these issues if you don't even know or can accept it's like if you're a drug addict and you got to go into rehab, the first thing you got to do is you got to admit that you have a problem. You got to admit it to yourself and you got to want the help. That's where we are. And I'm saying this because this is the, this is the same continued escalated black on black crime and the same continued stigma of being, of not being good leaders. Same thing because of what we did over 3,000 years ago. What happened, and it's followed us. It has followed us. And this is why during the transatlantic slave trade, I can see why when they got us and they were, they, well, over here, they told us all types of stories like we were so primitive and savage. Which, which was not really the case because we were operating in a civilized society, but, you know, I see where the stigma came from. Every time the solution has been go amongst your people, find the ones with the right heart, and separate from everybody. Separate from your own crazy Folks, separate from your foreign nation. And what this man, the one that they call Jesus, Yeshua, what he was trying to do, he was preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Whenever he used the term kingdom, he is not talking about a place in the sky. He's talking about an actual government. So as we talked about last week, a couple of weeks, the United Kingdom, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to reunite Israel and Judah back into one kingdom that he was referring to as the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Now, what he's also saying is all of you criminals and transgressors, all of you wicked minds, no, you're lawless. You're not getting in here. But those of you who have been living these hard lives, you've been drug dealers, 
he was sitting down with the drug dealers and the gangbangers of his day. And he was talking to them. And he's saying, you all will get in the kingdom before some of these politicians and tax collectors and lawyers because your heart is right. See, because these people that used to be gangbanging and, and prostitutes, when they convert, they convert for real. Because they're coming out of one life, and they, they're like, man, that life was miserable. I've learned my lesson. I want to do right. Now, ultimately, that's the purpose of slavery. You're supposed to hate your condition, look at what you, why you're there, and do the opposite of what got you there in the first place. That's the purpose of prison. You're supposed to go and hate it. It's supposed to be miserable for you. You're supposed to think about what you did, correct yourself, come out reformed. That's what really, that's where we're at. And this is what we need to do to help our people understand. You've been going through this for a long time. And you are good leaders. You can be good leaders. But you know, you got to stop this black-on-black crime. You got to stop this craziness. And we got to get the people, we got to salvage the people. Like the scripture says, salvation is of the Jews. Well, what it, what it means is the tribe of Judah is supposed to help reform government. And technically, Judah and Benjamin are really both the kings. It's just that Judah is supposed to focus more on the government and, and then Benjamin more on the ecclesiastical part of it. But anyway, um, so salvation is of the Jews, meaning Judah is supposed to salvage the good people out of this mess that we got and rebuild self-government. That makes sense, brother. Yeah, that was very powerful. Yeah, that makes um, 100% sense. And I mean, it it does translate as well, like you're saying, you know, the Christ back back in the day, you know, he was he was mixing with the drug dealers of his day. And, you know, the, and it feels it, it does resonate with me because I, I can kind of feel as though the timeline is is that, yep, there were people who were doing probably the exact same things, if not worse, you know, that people are doing now. Um, so yeah, as you say, you know, you have to be sort of fishes and men. You have to, um, you have to separate to get the people. Because what I find is that when I'm hearing about this, this sort of um, black on black crime and violence, and you know, like ruthless, I'm talking about real ruthless killing with no remorse. This is this isn't someone who is feeling any type of remorse or shame or anything afterwards. And it's the parents. Oh, who go on the TV afterwards and they're like, oh, you know, he was, he was such a good guy and he was, you know, um, it it doesn't really, you know, maybe he might have been, but um, if you're sort of, you know, uh, perpetrating that type of act, that kind of savagery, and you're not showing any kind of remorse afterwards, then you're going to have a hard job like the Christ did to try and convert these people. But, I mean, also, again, I think that when I was growing up, when I was like a, a younger growing up, I mean, I had... Um, quite a lot of older role models around. I'm talking about people's fathers who 
whether they were, you know, there was a, there was a very, um, I was quite privileged to, um, my dad used to take me on a lot of the music because uh, he was, he'd done like you done. He'd done the uh, videography. So we used to, um, we used to, my dad used to um, go and video celebrities. So we used to go to Gregory, we got to know Gregory Isaacs really well. Um, we used to be backstage with him. We used to sit down. My dad used to talk. We, I was on a young then. We were sitting down. We got to meet um, people like Marvin Gaye. I sat down and had a chat with Marvin Gaye. Um, there was a there was a black business um, hair products. Uh, two brothers, um, two 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 friends that were called uh, Dyke and Dryden. Black um, hair products. Uh, Dryd, uh, Dyke was um, my brother's um, best friend's dad. So we had all of these, you know, different sort of role models and different, you know, to kind of look up to. And we, there was always pushing, you know, you need to sort of, you know, either go into business or you need to, you know, perfect your behavior. But I think the kids growing up now, I, I don't see, I don't see any role models around for them at all, you know, or anything for them to sort of aspire to. And like you're saying, um, this, this sort of curse, if you like, that has been on us for so long. Um, if there isn't any kind of, role models or anyone who can kind of pull them out of it i mean how how are we going to get these guys to a level where they can be you know can sort of like correct the behavior yeah exactly and that's what this is all about like we gotta we've been studying a long time here we got enough people in the nation um, we still got to get these few things under our feet. Um, but one of the best things that we can do is to be able to talk to people because, like, after you go through the, 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 the state of mind where you start waking up and then you like, looking all around you, you're like, man, these people are crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, these Negroes have lost their damn minds. And then you get through that that stage and then you're like, okay, well, they are my people. I do got love for them. And I'm sick of what I'm seeing. What can I do to help? So when you get to that point, then the most um, important thing that you have to be able to do is understand how to reach the people, how to talk to them to where they can understand the truth. And that comes from being able to uh, help repair their, their thinking about what took place and why. So you, you have to understand government law and commerce so you can explain to them as they're coming out of that idolatry, you can explain to them how and why it works. But first, you got to work on the psychological healing and the resurrection of the dead. And how you resurrect the dead is is just like Yeshua gives you the example of Lazarus. He he walks up and he said, and they say he's he's in there dead and it smells bad in there. You know, and he's like, he's not oh. dead. He he's just sleep. He's not dead. He's just sleep. So, what did he do? 
he said, Lazarus, come forth. Meaning, you have to call him by his name. And you have to give him an order of discipline. Because this is what's going on with the with the, the walking dead Negroes in these ghettos. They're they're sleep. They're 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 sleep. They're sleepwalking. So you got to call them by the name that the Almighty gave them, and give them the discipline and the direction. It's like you're giving them an order: come forth. But when you're saying come forth, you're saying to them, come forth. It's like saying, come forth. This is your real name. This is who you are. You sleep, wake up, then come forth and come do this work. That's the medicine that we need. So if if I'm dealing with people in the public and I'm saying I'm talking to them about Jesus, me knowing that his name wasn't Jesus is not going to necessarily be the right thing to spring upon them at first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You, don't, you, you go to them and, and they, you say, look, his name wasn't Jesus. And then they automatically get on the defensive. Then they start to develop anger and hatred for you because of their idolatry. But if you can talk to them about Jesus, and help them to get to see the real, the real historical figure that he was and what he really preached. Then they slowly start to release that idolatry, and then they start they're they're able to reason with you now. So now you you call them forth, you call them by their name, you call them forth. You got some discipline and direction for them to, to deal with. Come on and come with us so you can be fishers of men. Now you come forth, and as they're growing in it, they're doing the work by helping others spread the good news and the message. We're going to help you heal from your housing crisis. If you got mortgage problems, if you don't have insurance and all that kind of stuff, or you don't have medical insurance, you're unemployed, all of that stuff. We we have these programs that you can participate with that will help you heal. Now we can um, do all the things that we need to do and, and feel gratified because now we're not closing ourselves off because we don't got past the stage where you can't talk to people. Now you got to be at the stage where you know how to talk to them. You have the right history in your mind. You have the right approach in your mind. And then you make better friends and more allies than than turn away. But you still got to remember these people still are sick and it's going to take them time. It's going to take them time. But we got enough people that are operating with us with the right mind that we can do it. So what are your thoughts so far, brother? Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree, and I mean, um, you have a very um, you have a gift that you that you have patience with people, and I'm sure you've had you know you've had a lot of people that have come into this nation and in your everyday life that you deal with, and like you say that they 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 are sick, and you have taken 
the time to to speak and to reason and to, to and and with success and I'm and I'm sure with with some not necessarily failure but with some people who you know who straight up just wanna wanna kill you like I think you said before but um I I do agree with that I do agree that it is it is a process and it is a road that you go down and it's 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 you have to put it into sort of bite sized chunks for people to understand I mean I probably came in with um not idolatry I wouldn't say but I came in with some into the nation with some some views I'd say not necessarily bad views but I know that my 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 thinking has been turned around and it's been turned around in a positive way where um people that I know have noticed it so I'm not so I mean not really arrogant I wouldn't really say um arrogant is the word but where you kind of thought that you knew a lot more than what you did know um that type of behavior but um like you say you know you have to kind of come down a little degree and if you if you come against someone who has a different not necessarily better knowledge but a different type of knowledge then you should be of the mind to to take it on board and um I just think that some of the some of the negroes that I meet it's it's going to be a long coaching session session for some of these because I'm um, the way of you know it's it's just really hard to kind of get through to some and um even though like you say we want to help and we don't want to walk away and we want us all to be because if you can turn somebody's mind around then they can possibly turn someone else's mind around and it's like a snowball effect so if you know where you have five people then you'll have five fifty people a hundred people 150 people and it goes on so i mean i'm i'm definitely there in the in the sort of coaching but i just wish that it, we wasn't in the situation that we're in because it is a lot of hard work and i feel as though i'm further down the line to be sort of going back and going to sort of like and um, see not to see the fall but not not that but i mean going back to try and to try and shake to try and wake these people up when all i really want to do is to sort of like you know put the put the, the candle on the cake and sort of get to where we need to be so that we can sort of finally be you know be the nation that 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 we're, we're supposed to be yes sir i feel you on that and thank you sir and uh you know what it does take patience it does take long suffering but when i got in it as i was taught it's going to take at least five years to break idolatry where you begin to start breaking idolatry and with yeah, you didn't you didn't have you didn't have any you and Simon y'all didn't have that problem. And I, I when I'm thinking back, I don't really. I I felt like the two of you were probably some of the most level-headed people. <laughs> in all honesty, <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious because. You weren't like deep into sovereign mythology. You weren't deep into religious idolatry, and you, you both of you were just brothers of reason. That's what I found, you know, oh. and that's made it so much, so much easier for me, and that helped me to know, you know, there's a future here, and a lot of times, um. Reaching people is not about who you can help. It's not like we're trying to play saviors, but it, it's it's a 
sometimes you can help people, sometimes you can't. You can't determine, you know, what's going to happen. And for me, that brings me peace because I can tell you, only thing I'm interested Thank you. Only thing I'm interested in is um, doing. It's good. Thank you. Is doing what I can do just to help. If I can help, I will. If I can't, I ain't gonna worry about it. I'm gonna keep on pushing. <laughs> no, and it takes the weight off of your shoulder. I'm not trying to be here to play your savior. I'm not trying to be here to do anything except for just express real love. Um, if you accept it, cool. If you don't, you know, cool. Nothing I can do about it. But really, doing this work here is the real building of the nation. Because what I was trying to do is get programs in place, get people experience with these programs so that we can go out here and address these issues. You know, if you understand your relationship to government and and you understand your history, then if you understand what the remedy is, it's all natural law, meaning birds of a feather flock together. It makes it easier. And the more people that we're able to reach and just give a few a few words of encouragement and give a little bit of help and assistance and guide them in the right way is going to is going to multiply and trickle down on its own without really much effort from us and so the the job will be easier because it's easier to talk to people when you know who you're talking to and you know what to say and not to say <laughs> you know yeah um so I think we'll be able to, to do pretty good, but um, we got to start somewhere. And it's a good feeling when you can talk to people. And whether they fully get it or not, the fact that you can talk to them and that they see that you are uh, of good character and you mean well, that's really all it takes. And we just keep on moving and keep on living our lives. But anyhow, brother, um, We'll be back next week, so thank you for being here, and uh, all praises to the Most High. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.